Hey, Todd. Check. Check, check, check. Who's your favorite, like, fictional villain? Favorite fictional villain? Book. As in, like... Book, movie. Like, a a villain that I actually, like, kind of like secretly, or someone I think does a really good job as a villain? Ooh, one of each. Really good job as a villain. I love um, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Good Lord, you are a stone cold killer. Well, he's, that's a good. He's a good villain, Man, right? That role was. I mean, the closest I, thing to him is Michael Myers. <laughs> Wait, who's Michael Myers? Halloween guy. Just oh. this very stone oh. cold, and he's just gonna go until he's done. Yeah, yeah. See, I I feel like the, we've we've gone. Back in the day, villains were very cartoony and they were just like, they're the bad guy and yeah. very simplistic, Silly. right? Yeah. I think we've swung too far to the other end of the spectrum where we're really, we're like trying so hard <laughs> to like humanize our villains uh-huh. and show how they're, uh-huh. they're really tortured souls yeah, yeah, and that, you yeah. know, Conflicted daddy people. didn't love them enough yeah. and like, and that's fine. It's not like, always I, their fault. But like bad. Javier Bardem in No Country, <sighs> like, it's just a psychopath, you know, it's just like, they don't, they don't go out of their way to explain why he's just nasty yeah scary yeah. really I mean, scary him, him tapping that gal at the end was, was yeah Ugh. i didn't think he was gonna go there no but he made a promise yeah. i guess and that's the right boy that's a good one okay yeah. so that's your pick for the like just best villain the, yeah okay so now which one do you secretly like <laughs> i feel like there are actually a lot of these <laughs> You like more villains than good guys? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, that's that's a classic thing. That's John Milton. Like, Satan's more interesting than Adam and Eve, right? Like, bad guys are more interesting than good guys. Yeah. That's why girls always like the bad guys, right? Yeah. Isn't that the bad boys? You know, that's like a thing, right? What is that about? Is that about um, you're kind of interested in what you don't understand or what you... I think breaking the rules is just exciting. Oh, it's it's maybe a little bit of covert envy. Oh, yeah. For me, like what? Do that stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, it's probably there's probably some like Jungian, your shadow thing here, yeah, but like yeah. you secretly like want to be more like the thing you're trying not to be like. You're tr- mm. like you're trying to be the conscientious, good, whatever, mm-hmm. follow the rules. But yeah. like, not like all a, of you. It's wants like a to rebellion against your yeah, ego. Totally. You're just like, mm, yeah. I don't have to you just want to, like, yeah. I think it's okay. So like, I th- I think it's. So I, who's your favorite? I don't know. I think I've got a lot. Through, uh, I gotta think of some movies here. I'll get back to you on that one. Who's yours? Do you have one? No, I don't. I don't know why I even thought of that question, but Mm. I did. Right in a weird minute. Your inner villain came up with that question. That's what it is. I have no idea what some. It came from somewhere. But I was watching you on the computer and just thought, I wonder who Nick's favorite. This is the weirdest thought ever. But I think it's because the recording software here is like lots of grays (laughs) and dark gray, and there's the two dominant colors are red and blue. Like. Uh The, like the the dark side and the light side in Star Wars. You know, is that like, what you're thinking? Yeah. Like Darth you know, Vader I, has the red lightsaber did, and Luke has I the did, blue one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that's some serious psychoanalysis right there. Yeah, we're going to get back to that <laughs> at some point. Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say? A podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. We're going to talk today about the world's most interesting topic, which is confidentiality mm. in therapy. This is a big deal, I feel like. And, and, I, and I feel like it's a, a, a big deal that um, 
that that maybe isn't talked enough about in therapy hmm. in some ways. Okay. I mean, you always give the opening spiel about protecting their confidentiality, what what violations of confidentiality might occur, you know, um, and then it kind of just goes away unless mm-hmm. there's an issue. Wait, I'm supposed to be talking about this in therapy? Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I we're going to take a short it. break. I talk we'll be about right it. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, usually uh, your therapist will kind of, in your first session, go over the rules of confidentiality with yeah. you. And ostensibly talk a little bit about why it's important. Right. Right. So what's your, what's your elevator pitch for why? I mean, everyone knows com- on some level it's important that confidentiality is important. But, but what's your, if you only have one bullet point to communicate to someone about why confidentiality in therapy is important, what, do you, what would you say is that, that first one? That our um, commitment, our commitment, my, my commitment and the patient's commitment together um, ensures that they're able to um, have a therapeutic experience of their own creation. Um, that th- that they're, once, they're, that once they walk through that office door, they are free and safe to say anything mm-hmm. they need to say without fear of you know, some jeering or outside influence being involved or anything like that. I, for, for therapy to work really well, I think the patient needs to feel very safe. Yeah, I totally agree, actually. I think therapy is just super hard work, and it's almost, uh, it's, I don't, it's undoable if you're, ha- if you're having to do that hard work, and then you're also worried about what someone else is thinking about it, or if something you say is going to, they're going to call the cops on you, or if, you know, if you've got all this, like, meta thinking about what's happening it, it's you can't dedicate your full attention and energy to the the thing itself which is really hard yeah um, yeah just talking about what you're struggling most with yeah um, that's and, such a hard thing and, you, i mean in, and in therapy you're potentially going to talk about sexual issues sexual behaviors preferences whatever it is um past abuse um tra- traumatic experiences Embarrassing moments, mm-hmm. shameful moments, um, pain, um, sadness, hurt. I mean, there's so many very vulnerable topics that come up in therapy that if you're in the back of your head thinking, oh, man, if I say this to this person, is it going to leave this room? Mm-hmm. Or what are they going to think? Or you know, Then it's it, you're right. They're going to start managing what they say and trying to um, kind of construct what they're going to tell you rather than just being able to tell you openly and freely. Yeah. Which I think impedes therapy quite a bit. Yeah. 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 And I I always tell people at that same point that I say confidentiality in part, it means, yeah, I'm not going to go blabbing about what we talk about in therapy to just random people. Right. It's not, it's, Mm -hmm. it's safe. Um, but that's also an opportunity to talk about you're doing this very hard thing, which is opening up a, you know, everything hard in your life to this person you just met. Mm-hmm. That's a really crazy thing. Um, really weird. Really weird and hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give people a lot of credit for doing that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important for people to know, like, I'm not here because I'm like voyeuristic and like interested in all the little nuances or I think there's something wrong with the way you're, you know, whatever, all this stuff that's going on. It's my job. I'm like a mechanic. <laughs> Right, you've got something that's not working for you, mm-hmm. and um, the whole reason I'm here is 
I'm interested in helping you get back on the road. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, and really, like I'm not that interested in getting to know you as a person. Mm. Unless it pertains to what you want help with and like what you want to work on. I there. Yeah. Now I think that's, and that often, I don't exactly say that, um, but that, message kind of strikes people as a little bit odd at first because uh-huh. it seems kind of my shriek doesn't know want to know inhumane or yeah. something yeah. right um but like my jo- you're not paying me to be a friend yeah right or or to be a partner or to be a like that is not my job you've come to me right? for change help changing yeah. Yeah. yeah right and i think ultimately that's not what you want either yeah. maybe in the short term it would feel nice you know we, I think maybe our first episode on the show was why can't I get a beer with my therapist, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, in the short term, something like that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Right? Um, but you have to be able to see the big picture and like the, what are the, what are the goals here? Where, why are we really here? Mm. What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, well, and I think this becomes an issue that needs to be talked about throughout therapy because you're going to establish a relationship in therapy. And as part of that relationship... Um, you start caring about each other. You know, this is a person who's, um, who you, you know, as a patient, you've gone to to get help and you're going to see them once a week and have a, a, a conversation with them once a week for, you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's only natural, I think, to start kind of caring about a person and saying, oh, I wonder how he's doing sure. or whatever it is. Or, and, and same with our patients. We see them over and over and over again. We hear all the details of their life. And, and it's not that we become fixated or obsessed, we just start caring. You just start caring for people that you're around a lot. As part of that caring, though, you start caring about how they see you and Mm -hmm. how they think of you. And there, we're right back in that same trap where now they might manage the message a little bit because they don't want to be seen as something different. So I think, again, you bring up the the topic of confidentiality and say, you know, it's really important that you're you're as open and truthful as you can and you know that I'm going to respond well to that yeah. so that we can continue doing good therapy because you can kind of start telling when clients are managing your perception of them. Or sometimes more importantly, when you're managing things, mm. when the therapist, mm-hmm. the same thing mm-hmm. happens to therapists. Very I think. much. If Very you much. get too involved, yeah. if the relationship starts to get kind of out of control, and I don't mean like, you know, dramatic versions of that, but just like, you, I, I really think you can care too much about your clients, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because ultimately, it's it's in disservice to them achieving their goals. Yeah, if you be. start internalizing their stuff and and trying to manage that. Yeah, because if you're dedicating your mental space to like, what do they think of me right now, and like, are they happy, and are mm-hmm. they like, that's that's all energy that's not going towards being able to actually be with them and help them. Right. Right. right? And just changes what therapy feels like a little bit. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. I think kind of ongoing thinking about confidentiality in, in sort of the, um, yes, it means like reminding people that what you say here stays here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a part of it. But I think it's often just a, it's often a good springboard for thinking about the, the nature of our communication and relationship more mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good point. And I agree. I, th- I think it should, I mean, I, I think I personally, like I should be better about, talking more looking for opportunities to bring that up more i guess yeah because a lot of clients aren't going to do it themselves i'll bring it up too when there's a big share that's gone on uh when a client has kind of really let something you know come out in therapy that that maybe they've been protecting or or 
or or we've just kind of come to naturally um man to really reinforce that and say hey i know that was really hard to share and i'm mm-hmm. glad that you feel like in here you can say those things because you can and you don't want to dwell on it too much but you do want to kind of supply a little bit of that reinforcement to say hey that kind of openness is a good thing here yeah mm-hmm. yeah um well just just for the listeners what, what are t- kind of common um uh confidentiality points that you go over with your clients like yeah, so legally, you have to cover, there's kind of three, what we call exceptions to confidentiality. So we, the normal spiel is like everything we talk about stays between us, um, but there are a few kind of rare exceptions. Um, one of which is if you're at risk to hurt yourself or someone else, mm-hmm. right? So the, the most common one is suicide, if you're suicidal, mm-hmm. right? So if, I, if my client, if I, if I have reason to strong evidence to believe that they are actually at serious risk to hurt themselves or someone else, right? I might break confidentiality in the sense of I might, you know, contact their wife, you know, even though I don't technically have permission to contact them or I might call the police Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. give them your address and say, I I need a wellness check or something Mm -hmm. on this. Even though technically that's confidential information, you always have to balance that with safety. Safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a big one. Um, Child abuse, most, I think in most states, maybe all, um, Mm -hmm. where psychologists and therapists are mandated reporters. So if they hear about child abuse abuse, or 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 elder elder, abuse or neglect, or really any kind of vulnerable population, right? Um, Yeah, you're required to kind of report what happened to um, the the, proper authorities. Yeah, yeah. child protection services or whatever. Um, And then the last one is um, if there's a court order. So if a, if a judge rules that, for instance, your records have to be overturned, like maybe you're in a custody battle or something, um, not just a subpoena. I think that's an interesting kind of distinction. You can be subpoenaed and you don't technically have to and we um, don't give usually. up. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably wouldn't. Um, but there is a, a judge can rule that, you know, you have to testify or um, records get overturned get have to get turned over and mm-hmm. that's something you can't like we can't do anything about yeah um so it's, it's just I, I think am i missing anything i think those are the three big ones uh, the most common one i think actually it, it, it it's important that you're you're i think i think it's important that the client know if they're using insurance um your your office does send notification to the insurance company oh, yeah. that they have attended a session they don't know anything beyond that but that is Technically a violation of confidentiality, but one that is Mm -hmm. required if you're going to use your insurance. So then you are kind of notifying the insurance company that you're coming to therapy. So, but, but that happens. And that's in a record somewhere. And that's a standard thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I I do kind of cover those. And then Um, also I think the idea that um, you can't, as a client, you can decide I want someone else to know something, mm -hmm. right? So it comes Mm -hmm. up commonly with like other medical providers. Mm -hmm. If you have some sort of chronic medical condition and you want your or a condition that might impact your your um, therapy yeah you want your neurologist or even your physical therapist Mm -hmm. to be able to talk to your your psychotherapist for some reason that's fine you can sign a little agreement or form that says it's okay for this or if you want your therapist to be able to see your medical records from something that happened two years ago you can and it's quite common for us i think to have coordination with doctors around medication mm-hmm. psychiatrists yeah. yeah so so if you're on a medication you want to let's say you want to increase it decrease it whatever uh, a lot of times your your therapist will probably get in touch with your doctor and um, review symptom progress and things like that that might justify a change 
Okay, here's a fun one. Sure. What do you do, Todd, when you run into a client at the grocery store mm. or out in public somewhere? This is another one I go over with every client that <laughs> that because we live in kind of a smaller town, Albuquerque, and and um, you do run into clients, and and I'll tell them when I'm out and about and I run into you. I'm not going to acknowledge you at all. Hey, Fred, good to see you. <laughs> Wasn't therapy great last week? <laughs> Man, I remember. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell them I'm not going to acknowledge you at all. And, and that's not to be rude. It's just right. that would be a violation of your confidentiality. Now, you are free to yeah. acknowledge me and to talk to me. And if you do, I will talk back. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be a short conversation. Right. Um, but uh, invariably, clients are like, oh, I don't care. And then they see you and they're with their <laughs> daughter or their right. kid. And they're, there's all of a sudden this like, oh, crud, do I say hi? And and to me, it's no big deal. Uh, yeah. it, but they seem to be a little uh, agitated or, or concerned. And mm-hmm. so when the next trip to therapy, they're, they're, they're apologetic and they're like, I'm sorry. And, and there is no need to apologize. So, <laughs> But yeah, occasionally you do bump into clients. And usually they're saying hi to you. And halfway through them saying hi to you, they realize, oh, crud. I'm going to have to explain who this is to whoever I'm with. And, and so there's some really awkward kind of experiences there, but yes, you don't acknowledge patients when you're out and about. It's always funny too, that your clients are used to seeing you in a particular, <laughs> you know, you're sort of like dressed business casual. It's they like seeing you in your, it's your like office. Seeing your teacher when you're a kid in the grocery <laughs> store and you're just like, I ran into a client one time at the grocery store and it was like 10 PM. Cause I was like, hankering for some ice cream and we didn't have any uh-huh. so i show up to the grocery 12 store 12 gallons of ice cream i'm in, in like arm. flip-flops and like <laughs> pajama shorts and like a ratty old t-shirt right. i'd taken a nap that day so like my hair was all like matty <laughs> you look good <laughs> i look real you're good pay- you're painting a picture <laughs> like i'm not seeing this person anymore Who the hot heck? mess <laughs> seeing a uh, surf bum uh-huh <laughs> So, yeah. That is funny. Yeah, so those are kind of the general reasons. Um, confidentiality is really important to therapy. It's an essential component to therapy. Um, and those those um, breaches of, confide- of confidentiality around um, harming yourself or somebody else, uh, a vulnerable population, insurance, and... Court order. Court orders. Um, mm-hmm. Those are kind of the most common... Um, reasons, uh, legal reasons we, we breach confidentiality. But other than that, I mean, what you tell your therapist is, is really sensitive information um, that, that should be regarded as such, I think, by both parties. Yep. Yeah. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.